1: For opening up our program every day. We sure appreciate that. I'm Mac McCoy, and this is The View from a Pew. And you can reach us at Mac, M A C like macaroni, at TheViewFromApew.com. Always enjoy your input as to what you'd like to hear on this program and what maybe you didn't want to hear on this program when we talked about it. I'm a big boy. I got a pretty thick skull, uh, and I'm always, always willing to listen to things that you think we can do better. After all, how do we improve if we can't do that? Uh, My guest uh, co-host today is, of course, Pastor Delmar Austin. All week long, we've been talking about our first job, the garden keepers the keepers of the earth, and it is interesting to hear someone of faith talk about how we should be taking care of our planet when it is usually the the unfaithful or those other people who are so worried about our planet, and, and that's kind of where I get my comment that I made at the beginning of the show on Monday is God's in charge of this planet. He's not going to let us destroy it unless... That's what God's will is. Well, you know, I don't, I'm not
0: sure how the conversation changed. I think people of faith ought to recognize more than anybody else the importance of taking care of the earth that God gave us. Not only is it a responsibility, and I focused on that from the very first, Yeah, but it is about... It is about our relationship with God. You know, how does creation care? How does this have to do with Jesus? We love Jesus because of the salvation that he provided for us, right? Yeah. Then shouldn't the things that are important to Jesus be important to us.
1: Well, you know, we talk about our bodies being the temple of the Lord. Yes. But in many ways, so is the earth, the temple of the Lord, because that's where all the other animals and all the birds and the bees and the sycamore trees, that's where they all live, and we need to be able to take care of them too. And just a point, put the politics aside figure out what's best for the earth, and let's do that.
0: You know what? God gave us this this strong, healthy body. At least most of us were born that way. We can decide what we want to do with it. We can trash out our body if we want to. Yeah. We can eat and drink and, and do the wrong kind of activities, that will cause us a short lifespan uh, if we choose to do that, or we can we can do the right kind of things. That's what biblical healthful living is about. But it but it has the same kind of application when you think in terms of the earth. We can either trash out the earth or we can take care of it. In fact, we can even try to make it a more beautiful place to live. And when you go to some of the places like I did, and you go to some of these parks and how man has worked to create this uh, amazing display of natural things you know like flowers everywhere it's it's it, inspiring it's awe inspiring to see
1: yeah it is um uh, it is one of the comments that I will use back when I'm having a, a a nice, friendly conversation with someone who doesn't agree that there is a God and that there is no reason for faith or belief in Jesus. And he'll say, "Well, how, give me proof of God. Just look around." And and then and most of the time, atheists are pretty smart. Then look into what you've learned about. How all of this fits together like a Rubik's Cube. And I don't remember what it was, but if we were one mile closer to the sun, it would destroy our planet. That's right. One mile. We'd be too hot. We'd be too hot.
0: And if we are one mile too far away, it'd be too cold to live.
1: And everything that just works within what we call Mother Nature. And uh, we've got to do a better job of doing that and not getting confused with all the politics of it.
0: Let me tell you a couple stories. Um, there were there was a couple, uh, John and Molly Chester, who lived in the city, lived in the L.A. area, went to their jobs every day, fought traffic, sat in an office all day, and they said, you know what, this is not the way that we want to live. <laughs> we don't want to live the rest of our lives this way what we want to do is we want to go out and live on a farm and farm the land and uh, see if we can do this. And so they go out and they find a piece of land uh, north of LA. It's about 200 acres and it is wasted land. It had been a horse ranch at one time. Oh, okay. And, uh, Everything was, it had been years since the land had been used, but it was just, it was trashed out with buildings that were collapsed. It was, um, there were weeds growing everywhere. It was an ugly piece of land. Well, they bought it for a good price, and then they were able to start restoring it. And they did this amazing job uh, of creating a sustainable farm uh in this location they call it apricot lane farms now and they did an actual movie about it called the biggest little farm if you haven't ever seen that movie it's worth your time to watch the biggest biggest little little farm farm yeah okay. uh they have uh, on that on that farm today which is a very active farm they produce 200 variety of fruit and vegetables They raise sheep, cows, pigs, chickens, and ducks. Uh They don't use any hormones, no pesticides, no fertilizers, no GMOs, and uh, they are just doing great. They have... They have everything they do is in a very natural way, and the farm itself, the land itself, it has become very fertile. Out of this wasted land that nobody was doing anything with, now uh, through the processes that they are using, this place has become an amazing place, and it's producing all this kind of
1: stuff. And where is this at again, Apricot
0: Lane? This is north of the L.A. area. You can go on tours oh today oh yeah? and actually see what they're doing. And it is it is so popular. Everybody knows what they're doing. They sell uh, a dozen eggs for $15, and they never have enough. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because people want uh, good, egg, good eggs that are raised under natural conditions. And uh, and that's what they're doing.
1: Yeah, yes. you see that in the grocery store all the time. Range free, yeah, and no pesticides, no things like that.
0: That's right, because because they want people to be healthy when they're consuming products that come off of of uh, a place where yeah. where the chickens are. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. But uh,
0: did you know that here in Nebraska, that we have another similar kind of story? If you've ever heard of the author Marie Sandoz. no, she wrote she wrote a bunch of books about what it was like when her father first came and pioneered in western Nebraska. Oh. Old Jewels is one of those stories. Old Jules is someone who comes to western Nebraska. He creates a dugout for himself. And the first thing he does, this is out in western Nebraska where there is little rainfall. Yeah. And uh, there's very, you know, you don't think of this as a prime garden spot. He is able to create all sorts of, of things and and grow them in the location where he is at where the the agriculturalists are telling him, you can't do it. You can't make these things grow. He makes them grow. He even starts, this is in Western Nebraska. He even starts a vineyard out there and makes it grow and produces his own grapes and and wine. That's awesome. It's an amazing story. Because why? They're taking care of the earth. They're helping the earth be what it should be.
1: And, you know, you think, well, I'll let somebody else do it. But think how much more beautiful all of America could be or all of the world if we would take this idea that we need to care for this planet. And, and, and I'm going to say it again. I've said it a couple times. And get it out of the politics. Yeah. Let's do what's best for our planet.
0: Whatever happened to the Boy Scout code which says, I will do my best to be clean in my outdoor manners, be careful with fire, be considerate in the outdoors, and be conservation-minded. That's what it's about. It just means taking care. And there are some simple things that we can do. We don't have to try to change the whole world. There are simple things that we can do at home to be conservation-minded.
1: Absolutely. Now, some of those things, uh, and I know we talked about this before, is um, when you go camping, you don't leave any trace that you're there. And that's not a, bee, a bean can. That, that's, that's nothing. And we could do that.
0: When I say trashing out, I I mean it literally. There's so many places that are trashed out. And I hate going camping at a place where somebody else has been there and they left beer cans everywhere and they half burned something in the fire pit and it's still there and they've left their trash scattered around. You don't need to do that. You can clean up. You can take bags with you. I mean, that's just bad manners.
1: All right, and there's also, and we see this on the television, and um, I don't remember what it's called. Maybe maybe you do. This big, almost island of trash that's yes. in the uh, uh, Pacific Ocean. Yes. And it moves around with the tides, and it just continues to swallow up more and more and more, and they don't know what to do with it. That's right. But it's filled with uh, plastic things that will never, ever come into Earth and be part of it again. Um why it
0: gets out to the water, I'm not completely sure. But people just don't care. And they and they trash things when they're out on the water sometimes. I, my son spent a year in the Marshall Islands, which is way, way, way out in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. And he was way out on a small little island. I visited him out there. We went snorkeling together. And guess what we found way out there in the Pacific Ocean? We found old tires, we found oh. plastic jugs, we found all sorts of junk that was on on the floor of the of the uh of the bay that was around that island. It was just discouraging that trash just goes everywhere.
1: And it's not that people drop it there, it moves there with it the tide. Washes tides. up there, yes. Yeah. Well, we've got to do a better job of of creating beauty and order and What we can do to sustain life.
0: We still have a lot of beauty on this earth. We need to take care of it and try to clean up the parts that we have not done such a good job with. All right, that'll wrap it
1: up for uh, our program this week. Uh, We will be back on Monday, this very time, very place. And as I always like to say, take the weekend and think of somebody you carry a resentment for and give them forgiveness. You know, forgiveness is very, very hard to figure out, but it's not hard to do when you just realize that Jesus died on the cross so we would be forgiven for our sin. So let's be more like Christ and forgive those who have done us wrong. It's what he said in the Lord's Prayer. It's what the, re- it's the reason he died on the cross. All right, you take care. Have a great weekend. And thank you to Divine Truth Christian Store. Where you'll find
0: more